But, you know, one of the things I came to terms with is, as you guys know, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I got a lot of ideas. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired, you know, at my age of trying to just focus on one and trying to do it really well. I'm, I'm, I think my superpower is coming up with the idea, getting it off the ground, um, but I, I cannot continue with it, right? Like, I'm just not the kind of guy who wants to, like, keep going with it forever um, and, and build it up. I, I just, I enjoy the creation part of it. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. Welcome back to the Wayfinder Show. We got a really special episode today. It's kind of uh, as we're, we're evolving into the Wayfinder Show 2.0. We're gonna we're gonna bring back the old school and the new school here. So, want to uh, welcome our OG uh, host here, co-host uh, Adam. Hey, Adam. how's it going, everybody? Louis, uh, Todd, how you guys doing? Good, man. Yeah, and you gave it away. Then we have our, another uh, our past guest, and, and, well, I guess we, we'll let it out of the hat. We're, we're looking at a new co-host here, uh, Todd Concien. Uh, hey, Todd, guys. how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Good to see you guys again. Good to see you, Adam. Yeah, good to see you, Todd. Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin, ruin the thing here, though. It's all good. It's okay. Adam keeps trying to run away, and unfortunately, we, you know, I keep bugging him to pull him back in. Yeah, keep pulling him back <laughs> he, in. He yeah, go. he just can't go. And we thought we'd do uh, one of those episodes we haven't done in a while, but, you know, it's one of Adam's favorite types. It's one of our book reviews, right? And since uh, I know Todd, uh, Adam loves you so much, why don't we get started with Adam? <laughs> Adam, what, you, what, what book you got? Just diving right in. All right. All right. First one. We're going to go a little different than than what we typically went with in the past. This one's more related to health. Um, and I'm going to roll with Unlock Your Macro Type by Christine Hronek. Might be how you pronounce her last name. I don't know. It's H-R-O-N-E-C. Oh. Um, so this one, so for a lot of people, this much might be, you know, things they know very well. For me... A lot of new information. I, you know, as anybody that's listened to us in the past knows, I, I mean, I do take health very seriously and exercise and try to eat clean. But to be honest with you, I've never really looked into macro types or understood macro types or, or definitely not tracked it in any way. To be honest with you, if you had asked me six months ago to name different macro types, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. So this book was kind of, it was a great like 101 on 
a lot of different things. And this woman's background, if you read the book, she's, um, I forget what her background was. It was something scientific. She was either an engineer or scientist, something like that. Basically ran into an issue where she was trying to work out and trying to eat right and trying all the fad diets and she'd lose weight and it just never really worked. So she, she took the deep dive into doing the research on how things work and realized that by paying attention to her macrotypes and, and using that to kind of drive what she ate and how she worked out and, and all these things, she was able to drop a lot of weight and then just turn that into a career where she wrote a book and now she's a fitness coach and all that good stuff. So this book was good for someone like me because it starts off by kind of explaining the theory on all of it if you're into that stuff. Yeah. Um, and just a warning for the men out there, it goes into a lot of like <laughs> like women and menstrual cycles and all that stuff that you probably – you know, it really, well, I guess if you're married, it does affect you. You know, it's good to know that kind of stuff, but it, it's not going to help your, uh, your, your own fitness goal. So anyway, I just kind of glossed over that stuff, but then she does a great job of, like I said, explaining the background, uh, but then also has a series of quish, questions and quizzes to help you determine, you know, how much calories you should be eating a day based on a variety of different things. Um, and then from there, what your macro type is based on a list of questions. And then once you determine, you know, a plan for how much calories you should be eating a day and also your macro type, then go down and say, okay, well, if your macro type is this, then you should be eating, you know, 35% protein, you know, 35% fat and, and the rest carbohydrates, blah, blah, blah. And kind of breaks it down so you can come up with a real easy game plan. Like, oh, I should be eating 132 grams of protein a day and you know not that it has to be exact of course we all know it's it's all fuzzy numbers a little bit but at least it kind of was able to give me targets and then from there like i said not only did it help kind of put that in perspective on what i could be targeting to eat that might be good for my body but also how to exercise which was kind of cool too they took it and said okay if you're um this type of macro type then um you know, you try these types of workouts and, and lift weights and then also cardio and, and so on and so forth. So it was just a really cool book for me to be able to kind of see that and, and um, you know, verified some things that I was already doing that I saw in my life that were helpful for me, but also definitely making a few changes that, that have helped out in the last, I don't know, month or two since I read the book. That's cool, Adam. Can you share some of the things that you're doing differently? Yeah, I mean, the big thing, for one, I have a better number in my mind on what my calorie intake should be based on my body type and also my goals. Um, I also, it, it got me interested enough to start tracking what I'm eating in my macro, so that that's obviously helpful. As we all know, anything you track, it's it's definitely easier, easier to improve on. Um, and then the big thing for me is trying to eat a lot more protein and a lot less carbs, um, which, hmm. you know, it's probably the same case for a lot of people, especially any of us that, that lift weights. It's it's kind of hard to eat as much protein, as at least as this book and, and a lot of other things I've read suggest you should eat. So that's kind of my thing. I'm not necessarily sticking to it to a T, other than I'm just gradually working towards, you know, keeping that in the back of my head of, <clears throat> okay, let's eat more protein less carbs and try to try to flip that a little bit in the yeah. in the right direction yeah. nice hmm. do you uh there's an app 
I think it's called like My Fitness Pal. Have you heard of yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I use. You are using it. Okay, I'm sorry. I am using yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I started learning about some of this stuff like a year ago when we were doing 75 hard, which you know I I failed like three times at. <laughs> but this in this uh, marathon cycle, I, uh, I I hired a sports nutritionist, as I told you, and she, they have their own kind of app like that. And now that I understand it better, I'm going to go back and probably get my fitness pal and do something like that when my training cycle is over. But it, um, it's amazing when you start to get the right – you set the goal – well, when you understand what your macro type is and then you set your goals and they adjust from how, how good you feel, right, yeah. like all the time. Um, I think how is I it talk- going for you? Is it going well for you? Really well, man. I just actually had a workout right before we recorded this. I had a, it's one of my last workouts before the marathon. It was a four by two miles at threshold pace, which is pretty much, pretty close to running as, as hard as you can for, for two miles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've done this workout before and, and I've rarely, I, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at my journals, but I don't think I've ever hit the paces I hit today, and every one of the miles was faster than the last, and I felt awesome. like amazing at the end. It's just curious. You know, what are you? What are you hitting pace wise? Around six fourteen. Oh, that's great. Uh, by the end, yeah. Um, I've I've been able to do that when it's like one mile, <laughs> or you know, or like one here, one there, but like you know, two, and then you know, take a two minute break, then do it again, and then do it again. You know, I mean, that that that's a hard workout. And, um, What's the average that you got to hit to break three hours? Six fifty one. Six fifty one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it, it's and I, I I put a lot of that on the just getting the nutrition right with the macros and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting stuff. I'm I'm fascinated by that stuff now. And I think you know we had that episode with uh, Bianca from MetPro. She's my sports nutritionist, and she uh, uh, one of the other things I've noticed with is just how it's changed my my energy levels in general, like I, it might not seem that way right now because I'm always like, I talk fast and high strength, but I, I, I feel very even keel, like my energies. I don't feel like I, I, I don't get angry easily. I don't get excited easily. Like it's just even all the time now, you know, and I, I like that. I feel calmer, even though I might not sound that way, but whatever. I'm an East Coast kid, man. We talk fast. <laughs> So what do, what do you think are some of the big changes that you've you've done really, in your diet? Well, with this one, yeah, more there there's definitely the way we have it laid out is three meals a day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then two snacks in between, and each one of them has to target a certain amount of carbs, protein, and fat, right? And that's the macro that you probably are learning in that book, right? To target the um so mine obviously is more is higher in carbs because I need that's my fuel for to burn off for running right I mean that might change if I switch to more lifting or all that we've talked about if I want to change my body composition how to go about that and and it's interesting stuff for sure so I I do a bit of you know some definitely some protein and um, but the biggest emphasis is on controlling the carbs to get the right energy um, interesting. You know, for for my runs. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's good stuff. It's interesting you brought that up because uh, it it's been something I, I think I'm going to focus on learning more about after this marathon. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So. Yeah, I'll check out that book. Who did you say the author was? 
Her name is Christine with a C H, um, and her last name is Hronek, I think. H R O N E C. Cool. And pairing it with my fitness pal works well, right? That's what I've done. It works fine for me. Yeah. Nice. I mean, knowing you, you'll try to get some fancy app that'll just complicate things. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that works, then I'm going to try the other ones that don't. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's funny. Cool. Todd, you're awfully quiet, man. Yeah, Where do you I'm, go? I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. All right. Bring it on. All right. So Adam covered body. I'm going to cover one that deals with the mind. I just It's cool because uh, last fall I saw this guy at one of our conventions his name is Craig Carges. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but Craig, last name is K-A-R-G-E-S. And the name of the book is Ignite Your Intuition. Hmm. The subtitle is Improve Your Memory, Make Better Decisions, Be More Creative, and Achieve Your Full Potential. And this guy is amazing. He is, I, never, I, I didn't know that this was a thing before, I saw him, but he's a mentalist, what's considered a mentalist. Huh. And really what the book and, you know, and when you see him in person, what he teaches you about is really your mind is so much powerful than we normally recognize on a day-to-day basis. And one of the things is we really don't get in tune to it. We don't take enough quiet time to think, and we don't exercise our mind uh, in the way that you know, you guys were just talking about, we exercise our bodies, but we don't necessarily exercise our minds. So he's got a bunch of different tricks in here. I call them tricks, but really it's just a method of building our, our mental capacity, but probably more important is our intuition. And I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we don't see how powerful that is. Um, but he really goes into that. And it's, it's so interesting when we, uh, when I saw him last year, we were in a convention hall of 100, 100 people, and he was doing demonstration after demonstration where, you know, mentally he could almost like read someone's mind. And you think it's a trick, but there's no way that he could be doing what he's doing, you know. And then he went through the same exercises with us and showed us how to do it. And you can do it on an individual basis if you really concentrate. But yeah, the book is really cool. I, I learned a lot from it, and um, it's very interesting. It, it, it's amazing how powerful our intuition and our minds really are if we put them to use and if we we use them, you know, to their to their full potential. I mean, it's awesome. So really enjoyed that one. Well, have you been doing any of the exercises? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have, and it's interesting because I uh, I applied for uh, a health insurance plan uh, within the last month, another uh, life insurance policy, and part of that is they do these uh, these tests with you, and I actually use some of the tricks because one of the things they ask you is they'll read ten words, and they ask you to, uh, and then they, you know, go on with the interview, and then they ask you probably thirty minutes later to recite those words in the same order and some of the things that he taught both in the book and when we saw him at convention helped me do that so i noticed that my my memory has become much better you know huh. and you know uh you know i had a brain injury when i was in my 20s we, we talked about that in the earlier episodes but um yeah you know I, i'm prone to having memory loss that's one of the things that really interested interested 
uh, me about him and some of the things that he did. But um, yeah, it's an, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. Wow. Well, thank you. That that's that's a great one. That we haven't had anything like that. I'm definitely going to check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's almost like one of those mystic kind of things, you know. And you, it's like I said, you think that it's some uh, magic, but it, it really is reality, you know. And there's a lot of uh, there's. I'll tell you, there's one thing that he does with uh, uh, a pendulum, and you can ask yourself, like he he and he gives this example in the book of losing his car keys and. He uses this pendulum over a piece of paper and yes on one side and no on the other, and he holds it still. And he asks himself these questions. Did I have the keys when I left my house? And the, and the pendulum will go in one direction, and then you'll ask, hey, did I leave it in the car? And, it'll, and, it, and, it, and it pointed him to where he had lost his keys. But to go back, what we don't recognize is our mind takes in so much information, but we don't actually comprehend it until we focus our minds on that. There's so many things in our periphery um, that we see, but we don't truly see, you know, but our minds do. So it's, it's, it's so interesting. Hmm. Huh. You know what that makes me think of? I don't know. Have you guys ever studied speed reading at all? The, no. Uh, no. Yeah, years ago, I took like a little, there was like a little manual and a, about like 10 days to speed reading and every day had a different exercise. And then I, I you know, did them for those 10 days. And I, I don't remember the name of that book or it was just like a pamphlet type thing. And um, one of the things it told you is that your, your, your mind, like you said, it sees a lot more than what you, you, you think, right? Like what you're reading. So, so one of the ways that you can speed up your reading Typically, people will, you know, they might follow along with their finger underneath or hold a bookmark underneath or something, right, of the words. And what that's doing is it's it's blocking everything that's below and keeping everything that's above, right? And your mind is still seeing all that stuff. And that actually slows you down. So if you reverse it and block what's above all the words, and then you your mind will actually see what's below, so you'll read faster just intuitively. You know what I mean? Because of because of that. And and after each exercise, you're supposed to time it, right? Like, read the way you normally read for a minute and see how far you get. And then read the way, you know, put the, like, I'll, I'll use a bookmark and just put it above the sentence I'm on. And, yeah, I mean, it shaved quite a bit of time off. And it, it's fascinating, just that little trick. And it's your mind already seeing that, that you don't recognize. What you said. Yeah, remarkable. Hmm? That is remarkable. I would like to see that and do more of those exercises in that book, Todd. That's cool. Yeah, that does sound interesting, Todd. Yeah. I was going to say, though, Lou, you know, that's going out of style now, the speed reading stuff, because now people listen to Audible. You just crank it up to, like, 2X. and you're Exactly. Very true. <laughs> it is making me lazier with reading, man. I, I find I'm... I'm I, you know, I think I went from, like, you know, maybe, uh, obviously, 100% reading... No audible, then maybe seventy five, twenty five. Now I'd say I'm probably ninety percent audible and ten percent reading, which I don't like. Of that, like I, I, I don't know why, but it is. It really allows nice. you to multitask, right? You can run and 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 yeah, or read at the same time, right? Totally. I don't bring anything with me when I run, but that's a good transition, though, because I did bring, uh, you know, a book on running. And uh, full disclosure, this is the first book I'll, I've ever uh, talked about where I haven't actually read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's kind of the, um, I, I grabbed it because it's on my table right now. I read some of it. It's, it's kind of like the Encyclopedia of Running. It's called The Lore of Running by Dr. Timothy Noakes. I think when we interviewed Trevor Spencer from the Marathon Training Academy, he talked about it. This book is uh, it's a pretty thick book, as you can see, probably you know Jeez. a couple inches, about yeah. three inches thick. It is uh, kind of known as you know the Encyclopedia of Running. He's a, I think he's a South African um, d- uh, doctor who uh, has c- performed you know the greatest studies, uh, compiled the greatest all of the studies of running that are out there. In this book. Uh, is really meant to be more a, a, a reference book, and that's why I haven't read it all. But I, over time, I've probably had this book for like 10 years. I, I, I would bet I've read like 75% of it. You just kind of pick whatever you want to study within running and, and go to it, right? So uh, one of the th- takeaways I got in that is, you know, as you get more into long-distance running, like marathons, ultras, and all that, it talks a lot about the 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 duality between the mind and the body, right? And we think that we're in pain. This is probably the biggest point that's ever stuck with me. That you know, we think we're in pain and like in marathoning it always comes around like mile twenty, right? That's the famous wall distance. Uh in in ultras I think I've heard it from all distances, you know, people get it. And and we just think we can't do it anymore. And to where it's really your mind playing this trick on you. It's, it's, it's got this um, mechanism that's trying to say, hey, chill, you don't need to do this and, and pull out, right? And, and this is the book that first told me, you know, your mind will give up before your body does. It can keep going. And um, I think about, like, even today in that workout, which I was, you know, huffing and puffing, I pushed through, and you just get to this point where it's just this bliss, and all the planes go away, and it's, it, you know, your body doesn't know the difference, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, and he has a lot about that in there. Lately, what I've been reading, uh, and the reason why I pulled it out of my shelf, was um, reading about nutrition, uh, going back to that, but more like in-the-race nutrition. Even though I, I have my routines and everything, I, 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 there's not much I should be doing to adjust right now, but I could be playing around with a little bit of, of things, and I'm seeing, hey, is there somewhere where I can get an advantage? But he's got a, a lot in there about... Um, uh, and I had forgotten it was in there. It was just about different effects of of different foods and nutrients and drugs and what have you. You know, both both the the legal and the illegal one. Like the effect of caffeine, which he considers a performance enhancing drug, uh, in here. And I I agree with that. I mean, uh, one of my tricks in the past has been to give up coffee during this taper phase and then ha- introduce caffeine back into my body during the race and it, it's amazing the focus you can get on that um, but you know he talks about creatine and, and, and different things like that um, and how they can affect your your performance in different ways so wow. so yeah that's uh, the law of running if anybody is interested in I, I believe it's like the first principles book of running anybody who's really serious about it about they, they all know they uh, you know kind of have to have it on the shelf to be considered legit <laughs> uh, in, uh, in, in being a knowledgeable uh, running coach or, or what have you. So, Even if um, you haven't read the whole thing. 
<laughs> even if you haven't read it, yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think it's a reference book. You know, um, back in the day when we had encyclopedias, you you didn't read them front to back, right? You kept them on the shelves, sure. and whenever you had a question uh, before Wikipedia, you'd go look up on the shelf and ask the question in there and, and, and found the answer, right? So that that's that's what this book is. Yeah. Love it. Yep. That's cool. Round two. Bring it on, Adam. All right. Um, this one's kind of a twofer, so hopefully that's allowed. I used to be able to make up the rules, but now I'm just a guest, <laughs> so hopefully I don't get canned here. But um, my, You're looking my to get next... canned, man. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I hope this is what it takes <laughs> so I can get away from this mess. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's not true. Um, so my next book, books... Uh, the Daily Dad and The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Oh. So for those that know, Ryan Holiday is an author. He's wrote, written a ton of books, mostly famous for books on Stoicism, where he just takes Stoic principles from Marcus Aurelius and all of the, the great historical Stoics and kind of um, helps put them into more modern-time language. So he's also got these two books, and the first one he wrote was called The Daily Stoic. I think he, at this point, he probably wrote it 10 or 15 years ago, and maybe maybe it's not that far, but it's a while ago, um, where it's basically a, a, a passage each day. So e- each day is just, there's just a page for each day of the year. Starts off with usually like a stoic quote, and then his kind of interpretation and um, explanation or, or thoughts of his below that and it's just something that you just sit down and and read through once a day or at least that's the intention is you just read that one page a day and just kind of meditate on on that thought um and then just a couple years ago i think he came out with the daily dad which is a very similar concept which is why i'm naming both of the books but it's more geared towards parenting and and how to use stoic principles to you know be a better dad or better parent it's really not specific to fathers more than mothers necessarily just it's just more parenting and written from a dad's perspective is all um so anyway i started i got both of those for christmas and so as of december 26th of of this past year i started doing both of those every day so i'll read the daily dad in the morning and then i'll read the daily stoic kind of in the evening and i've been doing it every day it's just a very nice peaceful Twice a day, I take out five minutes to just sit and relax and reflect and realize that I'm being a jerk or not or, or <laughs> something, and, and it's, it's just it's just been great. So I highly recommend it to anybody that's interested in stoicism or just just at all, just kind of <laughs> like a lot of us needs a little uh, adjusting our perspective on things um, a couple times a day. It's been wonderful. I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I love the idea of just, uh, you know, tidbits, you know, just five minutes, you know, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's a lot of the same general concepts over and over again. Like each page is different, but it's, you know, it's the simple stuff. It's like, you know, don't worry about things you can't control. You know, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> stay disciplined, you know, it's a lot of things in daily dad. It's, um, you can tell your kids anything you want, but if you're not embodying those things, they're not going to listen to you. You know, just yeah. just reminders that maybe we all know and maybe we all, but it's just kind of reminders to actually, <laughs> actually 
do the things and, and be the people that we, we want our children to be, which I think has been cool. Nice. You know, full confession, I actually got it for Christmas as well, the Daily Dad one. I've done the Daily Stoic, actually, years ago. The uh, Daily Dad one, I got it for Christmas, too. But once again, you're a better man than me, and uh, I have not started it. <laughs> I got, like, three Start different... Start it tomorrow, di- man. Yeah, yeah, you could. But uh, but I, I know I read a lot of Ryan Holiday stuff, and it, it's awesome. So, yeah, it's cool. He's great. Yeah. There's a lot of great books out there. All right. Todd, what you got? Two. Okay. Mine... You know, sometimes we read for inspiration. This is definitely one of the ones that I read for inspiration. It's by Jack Daly. It's Jack Daly's Life by Design. Subtitle on this one is Your Path to an Exceptional Life. So, do you guys know who Jack Daly is? No. Are you familiar with him? Oh, Louie, you're going to love him. So, Jack Daly, he was an East Coast guy. He moved to the West Coast. And he started a uh, mortgage brokerage and grew it to... I think it was like some 40 uh, locations throughout the U.S. And in the first five years, they uh, reported like 42 million in, in the, the last year that he was with them. But that's not the interesting thing about Jack. Jack, uh, in his later years, is a coach on sales. But really, in the book, what he tells you about is, you know, if you dream your 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 you know, your life, what you want it to be, you kind of work backwards from that, and that's your plan. But you're going to love Jack because Jack has run over 100 marathons in all 50 states and on all seven continents. He's finished wow. 15 uh, Ironman triathlons. Uh, what else? He's done. He's been all over the world, and he's done that with his wife. Um, so he, he, you know, in his plan... You know, he wanted to travel the world, but he wanted to share that with his wife. So what he would do is look for speaking engagements all over the world. And then he would look for marathons that were in the same time that he was going to be there. So he would do a speaking engagement either before or after the marathon or the Ironman. And he would work that in. But, but that's, that, that sounds a lot like you, Louis, right? Yeah, this but, guy's my hero already. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the book is very practical in, in, in that it... it, it you know, it, it coaches you, and that's things that we've heard before, but it's like, okay, where do you see yourself in five years, you know, where, and, and how do you get there? Okay, now, what do you need to do in the next year? Okay, now, what do you need to do in the next quarter? What do you need to do this month? And, uh, you know, it's just very interesting, but he, he puts it in a way that's very easily to digest. You know, and it's really inspiration because he tells some great stories about people that he's met and really, the, the, the book really is about relationships of people that he's either done business with or has met or just cultures he's experienced in other countries. Um, he's a golfer. He's paid, he, at the time of the writing of the book, he had played in 95 of the top 100 golf courses. Um, uh, bucket list. So he tells you how to you know, come up with a, a bucket list, which is something we talk a lot about, you know, but... It's just truly inspirational, you know. It, it makes me think about you know, things that I want to do and and how I'm going to get there, you know. So yeah, it's really a great book. Wow, is he still alive? I don't know. I, at the time of the writing, he was up in age. I know, so I'm not sure. I know that he did lose his wife. Oh. Um, but yeah, if he is, he's in his 80s for sure. Do you know? Um 
what the name of the mortgage company was? No, I don't remember okay. that. Okay. Uh, it's in the book, but but yeah, but I know that uh, you know, it, it talked a lot about him moving from the East Coast, moving to California in a market that he didn't know anything about, didn't know anyone, but he was able to start a, a brokerage and expand that, basically franchise that across the U.S. in a, in a relatively short period of time. So he was a really, really uh, influential influential guy and, and very successful. That's cool. Yeah, I love people like that. The, um, I, I guess my last book is, um, it's one, uh, well, it's called The 12-Week Year, Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Others Do in 12 Months. And uh, you guys are shaking your head, so I, I'm assuming you're familiar with it, right? I'm familiar with it. I have not read it yet. Yeah. I haven't read it either, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, a good friend of mine, Dean, who's, uh, we do a lot of business with, he's a lender, ironically, uh, mortgage, and we do, he's one of our preferred lenders, and he gave it to me a couple of years ago. We, we do a book exchange every once in a while, and he, um, it's by a guy named Brian Moran, and I had read it at the time, and I gave copies to my team to read it, and I just pulled it out the other day uh, because, I, you know, one of the things I came to terms with is, as you guys know, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I got a lot of ideas. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired, you know, at my age of trying to just focus on one and trying to do it really well. I'm, I'm, I think my superpower is coming up with the idea, getting it off the ground, um, but I, I cannot continue with it, right? Like, I'm just not the kind of guy who wants to, like, keep going with it forever um, and, and build it. I, I just I enjoy the creation part of it. So what I thought about when I saw the reason why I pulled it off the shelves was because I thought I'm going to give it my all for the um, for any crazy idea I get I'm going to take one at a time, and I'm going to give it my all for the 12 weeks, and then from there decide if I'm going to keep going with it or not. Right? Is it does it have traction? And uh, kind of like this podcast, right? We thought about it and we committed to a year. We got through the year. Um, well, I'm going to shorten that into 12 weeks for other ideas. And um, and do it. And so, what it does is it you know it's kind of a goal setting book. You you come up with something and and you have uh, measurable. You you know how do you measure everything along the way, and and adjust and then you know in, into quarters or twelve weeks and and then uh, evaluate at the end and adjust and and see if you want to keep going or not. But I thought as I adopt this mindset of just trying to create, um, I can go really deep and hardcore for a short time. So, which is contrary to like marathon running, right? This is a sprint I'm pretty much doing, but I'm going to go hard all out, um, and then uh, and then decide from there if I if I want to take it any further or not, you know. And I'm going to use the principles from this book and and setting the goals in those short terms, week at a time. How do you evaluate, measure success one week at a time, and at the end review in those twelve and decide where to go from there. So. Yeah, I love that concept. Uh, you know, it really promotes action. You know, kind of squeezing that into a, a shorter time frame, and uh, you know, really, really prompts you. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know how it goes, Lou. What's the? You got the first thing up to bat on the the next twelve weeks, or what? Yeah, I got a new idea. Uh, Todd knows a little about about. I think for the next one now. Obviously, I'm going to continue my real estate brokerage. I got plenty of deals in the past. But, you know, the other, my next 12-week idea 
which I'll really rev up when I get back from Tokyo for the marathon, um, will be building a Turo business. Hmm. I started experimenting with that. It's going well. I think I want to pursue it further and uh, going to go all in for 12 and, and see how, how much I can do and if I want to scale it up more from there or not. You know, uh, It's just kind of been fun. And for those who don't know what Toro is, it's kind of like a Airbnb for cars, basically. And um, started doing that with my own. It's been kind of fun. It's great little side money. Um, but I could see how it could be something bigger. And, uh, and I got to tell you, what I really enjoy about it is when people return their cars and the excitement, especially like being in Colorado, it's almost all visitors to Colorado. Um, they come here, it's hard not to fall in love when you've never been here, right? And you go up to the mountains and all that stuff, and they check it out, and then they, and they love my truck, and they run it right around, and they're like, oh my God, I think it was great. And it's just like the smile, the, the joy that they have when you return it. Uh, it's pretty cool, and they're making friends that way, and so I, I enjoy that. So let's see if I can sc- scale that, Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. So, well, we got through another book review, but before we leave, <laughs> uh, I want to delve a little bit more into our new, what we're going to do is, as Adam put it well, the Wayfinder Show 2.0 here. Um, as uh, alluded to at the beginning, we have a new co-host with us, Todd Concien. I'd love to talk a little bit about why the heck you agreed to do this <laughs> <laughs> with us and you uh, know, it's what? Arm, right? No, no, yeah. no. Uh, no, it's a interesting. I, I think um, you know for a lot of reasons. You know, I had uh, dabbled in podcasting a little bit. You know, when we had uh, the you know my, my uh, discussion, we talked a little bit about it. But I think it's a great way to uh, to give value to listeners for sure. I think that's the number one uh, reason why I jumped in because I think. Uh, you know, just, you know, introduction of a lot of different people, you know, my network, uh, you know, being able to, to have them come in and I think they will provide a lot of value to listeners and then for selfish reasons as well, because, you know, you guys have had some awesome guests and I've learned a lot, a lot of inspiration, a lot of knowledge has come from that. And, uh, you know, for selfish reasons, I want some more of that. And, uh, Louis, you know, you're, you're great. I, I, I want to spend as much time with you as I can, so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you're a great interviewer, so. Let's, oh, thank uh, you. Everyone take well, note that Todd said that today is February 15th. We'll see how right. he feels ask, ask in a few week. months. You'll <laughs> <laughs> right. be eating those words soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Adam, this is your opportunity to warn the guy. What is he getting himself into? What are, you know, it's... <laughs> Before he uh, really wrecks his life and goes down here, you know, try to save the guy. What, what do you got for No, him? really, you guys, you know, you guys, uh, you've had some awesome guests. Uh, I know in our GoPod we've talked about a lot of the different episodes and how it's touched the individuals. Uh, and it does. I mean, it really does. You, you guys, either you, the two of you together or with your guests, even episodes like this, you really have provided a lot of value. And I think your guests would say the same thing, you know, if you – were to have them back, uh, you know, there's a lot of value there. And there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more out there. So I'm excited to see what will happen with this. Happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, you know, about a week ago, I was, you know, I've been, I, I, candidly, I lost a little motivation. I've been kind of down since Adam left. It just, uh, 
I, I, I enjoyed, you know, the the the, the connection and, and the rancor we had, you know, and uh, and, and I just felt like I, I had to get somebody else on board. And you know, Todd and I are in a, in a, in our pods and the emerge group that sometimes we've mentioned on on this podcast, and uh, and just kind of threw it out there. And, and one of our other pod mates. Say hey, Todd, are you interested? And he kind of I, I saw the re- reaction in him and called him up and and uh, yeah, I, I thought I would have to sell him. And, and Todd was like, hey, you know, you don't have to sell me. And I'm like, all right, I better shut up now. <laughs> you guys know it's not easy for me. So, yeah. so uh, I'm excited, you know. And um, hopefully, we can figure out how to get you know Adam to view this as a sabbatical for a little bit, and we can. Uh, reel them back in at some point absolutely i don't want to step on your guys toes now but yeah Yeah. no i mean again of course as you know lou i'm not leaving because i i hated doing this at all i just i just feel like i'm being pulled in so many directions now i'm gonna have to step away but i am glad todd that you are stepping in this is great louis you know via text or maybe voicemail at first um, introduced the idea that he was going to bring in another co-host, and at first I was like, okay, and then I was like, oh god, it's the Wayfinder show, man. I helped build this thing for a year; it better not be a dud. And then guy. he told me that you were going to do it, and I was very surprised and impressed and happy. And I, I think you guys are yeah. going to do great. I can't wait to keep listening, see what you guys do, Todd. You can bring your own flair, and um, I think to the listeners out there, I think you're in for a, a great treat. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Thank you, Adam. Any warnings you want to give them about working together? <laughs> I mean, other than what we already talked about off the camera, man, you just, Louie and his, his, he's bad with technology, but he always wants new technology. So you got to, you got to just deal with it. And he's going to come in, his microphone's going to suck, and he's going to want this new software that sucks. And you just got to, you just got to have to just deal, deal with, with it. it. Just roll with it, right? You just no. got to deal with it. But just he's great at getting guests and, and lining that stuff up. That was kind of oh, yeah. what he took completely off my plate for the most part. So that was that was great. Yeah, no, and you guys are going to have fun. Obviously, as you know, he's a good guy, and he, he's, he's fun to do a podcast with, just other than the, you know, technology stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know, we're going to keep trying to pull you back in, whether you like it or not. Hey, man, every once in a while you, you want to do an episode like this or, or you feel like there's any way I can provide value, I'm happy to jump in. I just I don't have the time to do it every week anymore, but I'm happy to, to be a, a recurring guest if, <laughs> if you'll have me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Todd, man, I couldn't have uh, – it's funny because when I was thinking about, okay, who I would want to work with as a partner again, uh, I really couldn't think of it in, in your – you kind of – your image, you know, into going back to your intuition book. I mean, it, you were one of the people that popped in my head right away. And then when I, I, you know, I didn't suggest it. I didn't think you would. I, you know, and uh, when it was suggested, and I saw the reaction. I'm like, oh, maybe this is so. You say this is a chance, <laughs> and uh, and and I, I couldn't believe. It, so I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I, um, yeah. you know, hopefully. One day we can get the whole band back together, but uh, in the meantime, I I really am excited about where it goes with you. You have, I have tremendous amount of respect for you. You're a great family man. You're a great spiritual man. You're an amazing businessman, and and so I think we're all going to learn just from uh, just from that alone uh, quite a bit. So 
uh, I'm excited about being in partnership with you on this and yeah, seeing where this goes. Yes, sir. All right. Have fun. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank right. you again, Adam. Yeah. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Good luck to both of you. This is going to be great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you. See ya. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.